I guess we're back. Strewman here, the four outdoorsman. Here we go again. Sam's going to fix my microphone. Everybody's taller than I am. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, four outdoorsman is on every uh, Sunday night, of course. We have a lot of fun. Uh, but we haven't had the four outdoorsman for a while because last week I was gone. And then last week uh, Mark was in <clears throat> Alaska. Alaska. And this week Mark is gone because he is at... Uh, Balsam, Balsam Beach Resort yeah. on Lake Plantagenet. And I'll tell you what, I have to compliment you guys. What? I just got to say, I feel bad that I wasn't able to get your request on when oh, I was yeah. doing the All Request Lunch yeah. Hour. He wanted me to play North to Alaska for Lukey, but I already played it because that's where Jim Erickson is, too. So uh, somebody requested that one for him right at the top of the show. So when Strew texted in, hey, play North to Alaska. I didn't think any of your listeners were old enough to know that song besides me. I'm No joke, that song gets requested pretty much every Is that day. right? Yeah. It's a very, it's a, it's I was a fan in grade favorite. school. Honestly, God, that's about 1964, 65, because I was in Horton. grade school. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Horton. Great tune. It's a good tune. Is Johnny Horton the guy that also did Running Bear? No. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I'll, I'll do some research. Though. You do that for some me. research. Yeah. And hey, I have to compliment you, young man, Brandon. Brandon Baxter behind the glass. Uh, we are in the uh, homegrown studio, Sam and I. And you are in Studio A, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, but now from uh, 6 to 7, I'm calling that the Four Outdoorsman Studio. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Well, that's right. It makes sense to me. It makes <laughs> if, sense to if me. If there's a Studio A, it's almost like you have to have Studio B. But now this is the homegrown studio, so we should like name this name one. Name that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we will. We'll come well, up I'll tell with you something. what. I, I listened to the show. Uh, Medina and I were out of town, and, and she had back surgery. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But uh, uh, on the way home, I listened to the entire show. And uh, Mr. Steve Del Rose, whatever it was. Uh, Del Rose. Del Rose. Del Rose. Great guest. You did a really good job. But, Brandon, thanks for helping out as well because you interacted as much as all of us would do. So it's kind of fun having you as part of the yeah. part of the group. Oh, right so it would well, be fun to have listening. you uh, instead of you looking at um, – <laughs> Just looking at the buttons. I like every now and then getting referred to as the fourth outdoorsman. I, it's an honor to me. So, well, so every now I and mean, then when you give me that credit, you I You can take put it, it on your resume because it's, <laughs> it's true. Nice. And I, pre- I, you know, I appreciate. Uh, super, super glad to have Strew back in studio. It, it was uh, a lot of fun doing it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but there's also like a little pressure too, because I just, I did, I did a little different. I had Steve in as an in studio guest, but it, the hour flew by, and like you said, Brandon, he wasn't used to me pointing at him. To yeah, be like you said, <laughs> go, you're on. I'm like, what are you pointing at? Oh, yeah. wait, I got a show to do. Uh, but yeah, no, Brandon, I appreciate you having my back on that for sure. And then uh, I like too when. Uh, when Sam was gone, it was just you and Lukey. When Lukey sang the uh, "This Week in Barron County" jingle by and himself, I've got some, and I've got some "This Week in Barron so County." Now, Sam, tonight. you're gonna have to go solo on that jingle. Yeah, warm up. No, those I think I think uh, we're gonna, oh, no, no, we're gonna I think we're, we're gonna do. We're gonna put Lukey on the spot when he we're, he's oh, when he calls in. He's our second guest at yeah, six twenty. Okay. And, and you know we'll what? Shame on you, Brandon. You're the only one out of the three of us with a uh, music background. You should have stepped in and harmonized. I, I, you, it caught me off guard. I wanted to. All right. Well, if we forget Lukey, you got my back. Yeah, for sure. We'll practice at the 620 break. Glad <laughs> to be back. I tell you what, I got to do a couple of shout-outs myself. Um, number one, of course, my pretty wife, Diana, is going through uh, back surgery issues, and I'm feeling a little bit guilty. And uh, Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, but she said to go, you know, and I think, uh, I don't think she meant, I don't think she thought I'd go, but we had this big, this golf trip planned for months and months and months. A year. Uh, Since since February. Yeah. We planned, I bought these tickets for the Chicago Cubs, the White Sox, Milwaukee Brewers, and organized a couple of guys to go golfing for all of a sudden, well, she's got to have back surgery. It's not my problem. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, I picked her up from the hospital. 
the day, you know, she had to spend a night in the hospital. We went directly from there to the cabin, took care of her that night. I got up at 5.30 in the morning and, and left. <laughs> oh. And uh, uh, trust me, honey, I didn't have fun at all because I thought about you the entire time. But, She's surrounded by good people, though, there. Oh, wonderful. We have neighbors and one's in... And, Worked in a nursing home for a long, long time, so she's used to old people, you know, yeah. and all that, just kidding. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so people were on her, with her all the time as well. But she said the first couple of days were really, really hard. But uh, one of our neighbors also gave her one of those picker-upper things, you know what I mean? Because she can't oh, bend down. Like a grabber? Oh, yeah. Now she's having fun with that. She's like... Uh, she pinching your butt? Well, she's pinching stuff, yeah, and she's having fun. But um, she's on the on the couch, and she couldn't turn the light switch off, so she turned it off with a big old... You know, yeah. flip grabber thing, and she's having fun, but she's uh, recuperating pretty well. And uh, we talked about this last week, though. You're not the type of guy to want to just sit around. Even though I learned something new that you enjoy reading books, which we talked about. I need to start I was doing. reading today. Yeah, but uh, it might have been a little bit of nice for her to let you get out a little bit just while she was recovering, so she can take a nap and not feel guilty. Uh, you, you, you had surgery. You're, you're a little different, though. When you're, I, you're, when you're I, ready to go. When I called Diana from either Milwaukee or Chicago and apologized because it wasn't the right thing to do. To be honest with you, it was not the right thing to do. A, a better husband than I would have told the other guys, screw you, and I'd give up the 500 bucks or a gram, whatever this thing costs, and stay with my wife. I'm not a very good person. That's all there is to it. But at the end of the day, Strew, we all make mistakes, and you are a good husband. Anyway, but she... When Your it, wife, I, Diana, would back me up on that. You're a good she, husband. She felt... She made me feel better anyway because when I was apologizing, my tail was between my legs. She says, it's not a big deal because if you were here, you would have been nothing but a pain in the ass anyway. Exactly. That was <laughs> and, my uh, theory last week was yeah. that I think she wanted you out of the house. Yeah. Get rid of Stu for a little bit so yeah. I can well, recover like, in peace. Like I said, sometimes we're in your, you're in that recovery stage, and Diana's a strong woman. She, you know, Stronger than most men. Exactly. And so... You want to just be able to relax, and sometimes you worry so much about the person caring for you. That's why whenever I'm sick, like I tell my wife, like, no, I know I'm really sick right now, but I'm still going to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm sure that's I'm exactly like the biggest, So the phone line's yeah. lighting up right now. Both lines, like Kirsten's here. No, I'm just joking. But that's how I am the biggest baby when I'm sick, Kirsten. Usually when she's sick and I'm sick together, she's the one taking care of us. But she might want to relax a little bit because you're worried about – you know, Strew sitting here just for me. Maybe I'll relax, but you're a good guy. Strew. This Don't was not the most major back surgery she's had. 20 years ago, she had scoliosis and a cyst wrapped around her spinal cord. And the doctor Ugh. said it looked like cellophane. They didn't know that until they got in there and they had to take like a razor blade and slice it off. He thought that was really cool. I said, it's cool. Cool. Yeah, well, cool. I've never, I've never had it. I've never seen anything like this. And so they had to literally like, take the cellophane and unwrap it around her because everything's all screwed up. That was a major, major surgery. Now the stuff is happening like like uh, arthritis and scar tissue and whatever that's building up around the nerves and pre- putting pressure on it. So it was then going up and pretty much cleaning it out. But there was a small cyst there again starting. But it's been 20 years, you know. So if it happened another 20 years, she'll be dead. It's not a big deal, you know. So, uh, so that was that was it. But still, one thing that bothered her and me as well. We met the doctor one time for about three minutes before surgery. That was about it. She might have had an, a meeting with him a week prior or something. Yeah. But the plan here is, okay, after surgery, they're going to keep you t- posted. One thing that was cool, 
they posted, they, they kept texting me every half hour to get me updates. Status updates through the whole which thing. Which was yeah. kind of cool. That's really nice. That was really cool. And uh, so that way I didn't have to pretend like I was in the hospital, you know? So uh, <laughs> I, I got away with it again. But one of the things that was supposed to happen is after the surgery, I'm, the doctor's supposed to pull me aside because I'm the spouse and say, here's what's going on. Here's how it went. Here's what has to happen the next couple of weeks. Nothing. I never saw the doctor again. Ugh. No one ever no one ever did that. And I think that's part of the job, I yeah. think. And so all of a sudden, the next morning, the nurses come in. They change Diana's dressing and give her some instructions. And we're out of there. It's like, you got to be kidding me. That's like, that wasn't it right. reflects around every industry nowadays, it that's seems. That's not fair. Like, since 2019, 2020, yeah. everything, customer service has gone out the window. Uh, just the service industry itself. Yeah. Like, people don't want to work. They don't want to do their thing. A surgery like that, yeah, I want I want to trust the surgeons, the doctors to develop trust in three minutes yeah. is pretty rough. Well, but. the hard thing too on that is, you know, in you know, devil's advocate, they've probably done tens of thousands of these surgeries, right? Yeah, it's routine. But for us as the, as the quote unquote consumer or patient or right. the spouse of the patient, right. we don't know. Yeah. There's it's a ter- the term is bedside manner, right? And yeah. that's it's just like that's another one of those things that seems to have been lost. I shouldn't have gotten yeah. suspicious when Diana I don't know who chooses the doctor. You know, it's the insurance. I don't know. I don't even know who chooses the surgeon. And there's a lot of them. I should have been suspicious when she came home after the first meeting a month or two prior to surgery. He, she gave me his business card. I don't even know the guy's name, but it said Sturgeon. And I thought, <laughs> oh. you're yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah no. There was I'm a not. typo on yeah, was a, typo. a surgeon's he, business he card? Want to, he didn't want to take the time to change. It said wow. Sturgeon. Sturgeon. That's Sturgeon, ridiculous. right on the business card. Okay, you should have looked into this. Maybe this guy is, <laughs> that would have been a, red this guy is a huge fisherman. He might be a good be. guest on the show. Yeah, call him up. Here it is. Honey, give up. me the guy's name. <laughs> call, call that Sturgeon. <laughs> but how different was that whole experience to your uh, deal when you donated a kidney recently, you know, like in going in for a surgery like that? Was that a completely different? deal were they absolutely I'll, I'll tell you what this was well I had, I had a two-year process you know and uh preparing and all of that and it was it was so so hands-on so a hundred percent of making sure that everything's yeah. exactly the way it should be uh, I have no cons- no complaints wow. whatsoever and, but now fact, they're just willy-nilly doing surgeries yeah. As a matter of fact I'm going back um just got a, a text or email from Minnesota Fairview Hospitals about going in for my one-year Blood tests and stuff like that to make sure it's been a okay. year already. It'll be in August, August nineteenth. You're still one wow. of my biggest heroes for doing that. Thanks a lot, buddy. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And now, so Diana's a week into recovering on her back, and she's home taking care of her yeah, hubby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strew did what yesterday? Yeah, this playing is, softball. This is the other, well, that gets just to see outdoors. This is the four outdoorsman. I'm Steve Strusinski. That's Sam and Brandon behind the glass. Anyway, medical so, episode. So Diana's. All crippled up. She can't bend. And I'm on her, on her all the time. What do you bet? Don't, she's putting stuff in the dish. No, no, no. I'll take care of all of this. I can. I, I got your grabber. Come on. You can pick up that cup. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so I played softball yesterday. Today's Sunday, right? Yeah, yes, Saturday. Sir. Yeah, Sunday from 6 and, to 7. Uh, one of the teams that I play with occasionally was short playing in a tournament in Coon Rapids, and I'm playing in the outfield. How tall were they? Uh, yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. That sounds like your team. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, anyway, so... Uh, I'm still capable of being out there, but there's younger guys that I'm playing 55, 65 guys, and I'm 70. Wow. But they were so short as far as numbers of, of players that I, I, I'll, you want me to play outfield? I'll play outfield. I got two balls. The first one, this is true. You didn't hear this part, Sam. The first one, a little bit over my shoulder, left field, and my, the bottom of my, bottom of my baseball spike, my softball spike, fell off. I had no, <laughs> I'm running in my socks. 
<laughs> you know, it, it literally, the bottom fell off. The sole like the, came yeah, off? Yeah, the sole, the sole, came, the sole right came off. Just ran right out of his shoes. Yeah, and they, so uh, that didn't go very well, so I got some tape, taped her back up, and... Uh, all I, I didn't have any didn't have any tennis shoes or anything. Shoeless Steve Struzinski. And then the then the <laughs> nice. second the second inning I think it was maybe it was the same in a second inning. I was telling Sam that a, a line drive came that I tried to shoestring catch and slide on my knees and I've done it hundreds of times. But the ground was so soft, my right knee dug into the ground and pushed back into my hip. You jammed it. Yeah. So there's Ugh. no there was no give at all. Ugh. And. Uh, and then the ball hit me in the thumb. I showed Sam. So I can't walk right you now. You got beat so, up. Yeah, I got beat up. So I, I played the rest of the game at second base, hobbling around, because we only had 10 guys. And I get home, and Dinah says, there you go again. Huh? It's all about you. Now now it's you. It's Truman's in the limelight again. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like, no, I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't get hurt she on said, purpose. She sweetie, I gave you a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how much time do you need? But, yeah, so that wasn't any fun. So, um well, I was going to say you look good, like always, but you were definitely a little slower walking in. You, you oh. weren't your typical strew, whistling, swinging your bag, coming into the show. You were, you're hurt, and I you can You usually tell. got quite a bit of pep in the step. You still do. I mean, when you came you in tell you're hurting, during though. the homegrown show, for yeah. You. I feel I'll tell for you, you what, but in front of Diana, I limp a lot more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can tell you, yeah. if I'm running around at 70, crawled. I'll consider that a win, dude. Yeah, like, you, yeah you're an inspiration to yeah. all of us. Kirsten hates to hear this, but if I make it to 70, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have made it. Right. Anyway, another uh, shout-out to a guy named – I see there. Elmwood or Elton? This is, I don't. But this is this was last week, you know. Classic true shout meets out. Me, he meets me at my favorite store where I got my bike stolen, Walmart, and uh, he goes, "Hey, hey, Stu, I just Stu from the Four Outdoorsman." As well, it, it's true, S T R U. You got the right story, but the wrong facts. But you're, you're close. But how'd you recognize? My, I see your website, you know, and, and I listened to you guys. That was nice. So it's either That's Elmwood cool. or Elton. Uh, was nice enough to reach out. Are you so, doing that on purpose? Because yeah, he called just, you Stu. Yeah. Oh, he is. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't know who he is. It could be Elton John or Elmwood. That's awesome. Thanks, Elwood. Elwood Thanks for listening. Elwood Blues. Elwood Blues. Yeah. Name that movie. The, come on. Diana. We got a half a take of gas, a full yeah. pack of cigarettes, and we're wearing sunglasses, and it's dark. Oh. That's a great movie. Is that One the Blues best. Brothers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, that's good, yeah. Orange Whip? Orange Whip? Should we do some shout-outs? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Thanks for everyone. I'm taking over Mark's job. Our, like... Strew said earlier, Mark's up north, uh, a couple miles south of Bemidji at our good sponsors, Balsam Beach Resort, which yep. I'm excited. Yep. Kirsten and I and the family are going on Tuesday. But uh, let's do some shout-outs here. So Jesse Koskinimi, this must be his boy, Chase with a 20-pound northern he caught up in Canada. That is a beautiful fish. Will, Our good friend Will Goble, checking in from the river. Ely was good to us last weekend. He's got a pile of some slab crappies there. Cats covers, Bill Cats. Make some memories this weekend, Mark, and have a great have a great show, guys. And here's Jesse Koskinimi again. His son Chase with a gigantic sturgeon. Uh, I wonder if he meant surgeon. <laughs> too That's soon, pretty good. too soon. Up on uh, Rainy. And then Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited says, hope everyone is enjoying the summer and catching lots of fish. Our good friend Steve Renneberg, walleye and smallmouth bass fishing, has been outstanding in Ely this last week. That's a picture of a beautiful walleye. Cameron Jacobson, haven't heard that name before. That's good. The Mississippi is starting to produce. Are you talking about the um, walleyes, Minnesota Walleyes Unlimited? Is that what the organization is, right? Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, have them. Hope someone from your group is listening because our first guest tonight is is uh, Tommy Newstrom from Real Talk Outdoors. Their show is right after ours. 
But uh, Tommy's, uh, Tommy is, of course, uh, one of the most respected fishing guides in the state of Minnesota. He's going to talk all about minfish. And, uh, he's uh, up in Grand Rapids. Yeah, the Minfish Sport Fishing Foundation and Coalition. And he's got some things. that I talked to him today for a little bit, and he's, uh, he's a good guy. So we've got to learn more about this and keep this fishing industry going. He's going to talk to us all about that. Is he at, at 620 or 640? He's at 620, and Mr. Lukey is on at 640. Yeah. yeah. And what's, something else, what's nice about this guy, he, he guides on 30 to 40 lakes around northern Minnesota area. And Sunday, what does he do every Sunday? Every Sunday he does not take kids out or clients out at all. He fishes with his wife. That's they, awesome. Yeah, and they stay someplace close. Hey, maybe some panfish screwing on a little bit, but it's just their deal for a couple of hours every Sunday because she loves to fish, and I think that's a good man. That's a great man. Yeah. That's what uh, it's all about. I love getting family into the outdoors and just something something about seeing your loved ones, seeing their face catching a fish or shooting a deer. It's it's fun. A loved one shooting a deer? Yes. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I can't picture my wife shooting a deer. Kirsten's shot a couple. Really? Oh yeah. What what kind of woman you got? A good one. Did she got She's it out? She's a good-hearted woman. <laughs> In love with who hard. Now did she got it out? She helped me. She she held a leg. I mean that, that's definitely not her favorite part by any means and she wouldn't do it on her own. I mean I definitely held the reins on that for sure, but I got to got to say I'm very proud of Kirsten because You should be. In the past couple of years she's definitely expanded her palate with bison, venison, bear roast. Uh, we had an elk roast for Father's Day, which is wonderful. Oh, which is amazing. You know, she she'll eat some fried fish. So I mean, it's it's honestly all you could ask for is at least someone who tries it. And now my kids all love it. So yeah, Kirsten's not too many women like Kirsten. But you had a chance to uh, have a dead wild turkey too, didn't you? That didn't happen. What do you mean? Wasn't that? Didn't you have a dead wild turkey that? Oh no! no yeah, it was a turkey vulture. Oh, a turkey vulture. What? That yeah. that'd be fun to try. After, if you would have saw it, you would have kept. Well, it was like already flies everywhere. But uh, yeah, so, but she's uh, she likes the to eat the wild game for sure. When I was a kid, or my uh, uh, how much time we got here, Brendan? Uh, we're about to throw to a commercial, but uh, you can wrap up your little story here. I would never want to. But the longer I keep talking, the less I got to talk to Tommy Newstrom. Oh, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep on talking. <laughs> no, when I was a kid, uh, every time my dad we'd get a deer up in Ely, Minnesota, they would take the heart and the liver. Really? All the time. And uh, we had heart and liver every time I was deer hunting when I was a kid up there. Did so, you enjoy that? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, let's go to break, man. Tommy Newstrom. I tell you, one of the best, most respected guides in the state of Minnesota. Going to talk about minfish in a couple of minutes. You're listening to The Four Outdoorsmen, part of Bob Outdoors. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devil's. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devil's Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilsleknd.com. 
call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. DazealHVAC.com Looking for the perfect northern Minnesota family summer vacation? Then you must check out Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp just south of Bemidji. The fishing on Lake Plantagenet is great, but the emphasis here is family. The cabins are beautiful yet rustic, the grounds perfectly maintained. The beautiful pool is heated and there are plenty of water toys to keep the kids smiling all day long. See for yourself why many guests return year after year after year. The four outdoorsmen included. Visit BalsamBeachResort.com. Hey guys, you don't have to just accept loss of energy, depression, fatigue, and loss of muscular strength. With help from Everest Men's Health, I'm starting to feel better already. I've started working out, I'm improving my diet, and my hormone levels are back in check. You too can schedule a $50 testosterone test, including blood testing, body composition, and consultation with one of Everest Men's Health medical experts at one of their three Twin Cities locations. Go to EverestMensHealth.com. You know, you can't say Ely without thinking of Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota's best bait and camping store. And whether you love walleye, pike, panfish, or trout, Arrowhead has more variety of bait and tackle than any other store for many miles. And Chris and Steve, well, they're going to treat you like family. One of our listeners, Will Goble, says, Thanks to Chris and Steve for helping make our last three weeks the very best. Your tips on where to fish and what to use, well, they're the reasons we did so well. I love Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Is the season of camping, boating, and fishing, and you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors. Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding. Solutions. Service. Results. Crystal Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? PowerLodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by PowerLodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. American Financing is the lender you want on your side when it comes to buying a home. Whether you're looking for a starter home or you're ready for something bigger, they've got you covered. From custom home loans to fast closings and everything in between, you can always expect the best deal. Just call 866-886-2026. That's 866-886-2026 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. 
NMLS 182334, NMLS They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. All right, we're back. Stu Man here, the uh, four outdoorsman. My buddy Sam's next to me. Brandon's behind the glass. And uh, Mark Lukey is up at Lake Plantagenet Balsam Beach Resort. I'm guessing our next guest, Tommy Newstrom, is aware of Lake Plantagenet. Very much so. Yeah, because that's that's only five miles south of Grand Rapids, so you can't live too far from there. Or Bemidji. No, it's five miles south of Bemidji. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And you fish that lake a little bit once in a while? Yeah, in different times of the year, you know, maybe a little early. And then I really like fishing it in the fall. You know, September, uh, I would say late August uh, into the 1st of October. It's got a multiple of different things, but um, it's got great jumbo perch and it's got really good walleye fishing. So Cool. Have, do you know where Balsam Beach Resort is on the lake? No, I do not. Because I was going to say, um, Stu remembers this when we were we were catching many walleyes, and they said in the evening there's this sunken island or a sandbar. They have a he said jump in the boat parade at night, and it's right in front of the resort. And we pounded walleye, so I was wondering if you're familiar with that area. No, yeah, there well, was. I, I think you know if I was trying to decide knowing the lake the way I do, I think it's up at the north end. Um, I think I know a reason there's two resorts. There's another one and I can't remember the, the total name, but it's like red squirrel and okay. it's on the West side. And then there is a resort up at the North end, but I don't know what it was. So it could have been the one you're talking about. Hey, Tommy, yeah, that's gotta be it. It's Balsam beach resort. One of our sponsors and, uh, Mark Lukey's up there right now. We will talk to him on the second break. I'm not sure if you're aware of the new technology we have right now. We have new headphones. We feel like big shots. But right now, there's FaceTime. I'm looking at you on a TV screen. Are you aware mm-hmm. of that? That's yep. pretty. He can see us. Really? Yeah. You. Yeah. He saw Sam waving. He it's said amazing. I, I'm not big on FaceTime. When I try to do it with my grandkids, I look really ugly. So I said, no, no more, no more <laughs> FaceTime. No more FaceTime. Tommy Newstrom, you're a guide up in the Grand Rapids area. Let's talk a little bit. I know you want to talk minfish. Give us a little bit about your background because- our listeners are different than the Real Talk Outdoors. You've been doing this for a long, long time. How did you get hooked on fishing? Oh, my God. You know, like so many of us, you know, our moms and dads did it. And uh, we had a cabin in northern Wisconsin when I was a kid growing up. And it kind of all started there. But, you know, fishing has been my life. And um, it's just been something that contributed to a different way of life. You know, one of my best friends and who I talked to, multiple times during the week is Al Linder and we both came out of Chicago and I think with a lot of what happened there was we just didn't have the fish to catch there we had to get really good at what we did yeah and um and I think and then once we made the move to somewhere like this you know I'm in Grand Rapids he's in Brainerd we saw that wow I mean this is like the lifestyle that we want to live in and I and I think that um 
you know, going back in time, it's just, I've had the great opportunity working with a lot of companies, a lot of people, and, um, you know, inducted to two Hall of Fames as a, a legendary guide and a guide, and and I do a lot of stuff with promotions. So, you know, I'm very proud of that fact. I wish my parents were alive to be there when I got inducted. But, you know, I, I think it's the passion that I have uh, and the lifestyle that I have, and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. My wife and I were up in Hayward last year, just taking a, yeah, a couple of days to, to go golfing and fishing around there with some friends. And I went to the the uh, the Hall of Fame over there in uh, in uh, was that was it Hayward? And they had the big fish. And I saw Ron Shera. I think I saw you. I don't know who else. It's really cool. If you guys have ever gone to that the National Fishing Hall of Fame, whatever it is in Hayward, you got to do that. Let's talk yeah. about let's talk about about menfish. This is an organization that's fairly new within what, has it been three years by now? About three, three and a half years. And, you know, it was organized for the purpose of representing anglers. Yeah. You know, when you look at all the different things across the state, like DU for Ducks Unlimited, and you look Minnesota Deer Hunters Association, you got Goose Unlimited, you've got several hunting groups, but we never really had an angling group, you know, to represent the anglers. And, and I think that's the strength of, of what we're trying to bring. We have about 4,000 members now, and, you know, and people are relying us uh, to move forward to, you know, accomplish some things, even with the legislature. And I, you know, we have two lobbyists that we've hired. So we're not just a, some fly-by-night group that's just here to say, hey, you know what, we're all about you. We are all about you. And we are going to move forward with some of the things that we feel are important to the anglers and, um, you know, like hatcheries and landings and, you know, minnows. And there's just so many things that we want to help the anglers with, with their, you know, with their frustrations. And I think that, um, you know, without going too far into it, you know, we, we hired um, a great guy who I have a lot of uh, respect for as our executive director, and that's Mark Holston. And Mark was a former commissioner of the DNR under Palenti, but he also was 10 years in the legislature. The guy knows the insides, outsides. And what we have to do is, uh, it's not just about talking about something, it's getting to the legislator, it's getting to the government side of it and saying, we, these are the things that we need to move forward with and hopefully somebody's listening. You know, you mentioned Al Linder, of course, and I, I know your mission statement, I get the newsletter and... Uh... Uh, Al says that your goal, one of your goals is to reverse the continued decline in kid youth fishing. That right. is critical. you got to work hard on that. But something that really bothers me, you talked about the legislature. Last year, on the average, I guess, there's $271 million in taxes that comes into the state of Minnesota as a result of the fishing industry. And, oh, maybe about 50% of that came back to the fishing industry. That doesn't make sense. You know, it, it doesn't make sense. And it, it's no different than, um, you know, the money that was uh, supposedly going to be allocated this year. We wanted to get the hatcheries, uh, you know, updated. We're not asking for new hatcheries. We're asking for updated. But it was, you know, it was like $58 million. Well, what, what did we do? We got nothing. Yeah. Because everybody went to, I mean, everybody went on vacation. And I hate to be that livid <laughs> about it. But uh, they all, they all kind of left. And, you know, these hatcheries that were constructed in the 1950s haven't been updated. Right. You know, and the feasibility studies that have been done 
says 58 millions need to repair them. We're just asking for money to repair them. Yeah. You know, and what did we, and what did we get? 2 million? Yeah. Really? Are you kidding me? And, you know, I mean, so I, I, the anglers in Minnesota need to understand this stuff and they need to actually realize that Minfish is about them. We're, we're, I'm not about me. I'm about them. And, you know, we've got some great executive board members. When you look at Dave Osborne, the owner of Clam, you look at Ron Shera, you look at, uh, you know, a couple different people on that board that are just absolutely great people. And, um, you know, moving forward with this is not, it, it's not politics, but it's about realism. And, and I want people to understand that Minfish is about you. And it's about the people in Minnesota and moving forward with great programs that will ensure that fishing, you know, continues to be our sport. You know, you look at Minnesota guys and we probably the most diversified fishery across the lower 48. Yeah. We got more species. We got great fit. We, we do have great fishing, but it can be continually get better and it can get greater if we just continue to move forward with it and let these legislators know how important fishing is. You know, and, it's, and I think that's our role. You know, the uh, the the Minfish Sport Fishing and Foundation and Coalition. I know it's it's a it's a combined effort there. You're saying then that this actually gives anglers maybe a legislative voice, an opportunity to help them understand what we need and help the legislature make a decision to convince them. And that's what your lobbyist is going to do. This has to be an uphill climb. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's where we're at, you know, and I, you know, I'm not trying to beat the drum guys. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know what, when I look back at my career, um, you know, I've been a guide for four decades. Uh, fishing has been my life. It's, uh, it's just been something that I'm so passionate about, but I want the fishing to continue in Minnesota to be as good as it can be. And, and we have some work to do and, but we, we have to have ears to listen but we have to have legislators to act on what we're asking them to do. Okay. You know, I mean, this is, uh, we lot, we're losing two good ones here in this next election in Bill Engelbretson and Kerry Root. We're going to lose two. And it, it's kind of hard to understand that anybody that takes their place or anybody that's current, that you better understand that we as fishermen, we're going to, we're going to make you understand and listen to us because of the fact we're not going to go away. And, and I think that uh, that's what Minfish is about. We want to be a, a group of a voice for the anglers of Minnesota. Hey, Tommy, so how can, you know, an angle, like a fisherman or a fisherwoman, uh, reach out to you guys? What can they do to help um, kind of give a little bit of a, an overview of how we can help um, to keep this going? You know, Sam, it, it, just to the point of um, – you know, just joining up and, and being, you know, just being a person that's uh, that's concerned and a person that stays in touch with it. You know, this is not a financial grab. I'm not I'm not asking anybody, hey, dip into your pockets. Now, the problem is, is that a lot of this stuff takes financial help, but I'm still and I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for people to join up, get interested, stay in touch. We have a newsletter. Um, John Peterson, former owner of uh, Northland Tackle, is uh, another one of our, our uh, officers in the in the group. And, you know, so if they go to minfish.com, uh, it'll give them all the information they need to uh, contribute and be with 
you know, with us on our decision making. But as I said, we have two very, very good lobbyists that we hired, and they are going to help in this. And and I want to I want to do a little bit of pat on the back, bragging a little bit here. We uh, we got three accesses fixed uh, on a grant that we got from the Chippewa National Forest. And the one is up what we call the Mozumo access, which is the main access at Cutfoot Lake up on Winnie. And it was all redone. The little Cutfoot access, all redone. And these things haven't been redone in 30 to 50 years. So we were able to get that done and we're gonna continue to uh, make those uh, improvements uh, whenever we can, you know, and, um, I'm very proud of my association with them. And, and I, I think that uh, when we look at the future uh, and we don't have a lot of people that say, well, you know what, you, there's no representation of the anglers. Well, you do now. Minfish is a representation of the anglers in all species, not just walleyes, not just panfish, not just bass, but muskies and everything. And if you have a problem, we want you to contact us too. We're talking with Tommy Newstrom with the uh, um, Minfish Sport Fishing Foundation and Coalition, of course. How do people get involved? I know they, they can get a newsletter. Can they become members? Are there meetings maybe once or twice a year where Minfish board members get together and talk about issues? We talk every month. Yeah. We have a board meeting. In fact, the only problem with this month was everybody's got something going on. You know, They're, they're gone. Um, you got family stuff. But next month we have a board meeting and we have it once a month. And um, if people would send us that information and go on our website at minfish.com and send us any questions or concerns that they have, we can look at them and discuss them at our board meeting. And John Peterson uh, provides the agenda for us. And um, Mark Holston, like I said, is our executive director and in charge of operations. Ron Shera is our president. And everybody knows Ron Shera and the passion that he has for this. So, you know, I, I think going into this, um, we started out slow, but we're continuing the pressure. And, and we want people to really buy into what we're about. And I think that we will in the future accomplish a lot. And it doesn't take one day or one month or right. one week. It takes a couple of years or three years to get some stuff done. You're working with the legislature. You're working with the governor's office. You're working with a lot of different people. Um, one thing that, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you might have. I guided for the governor uh, on the on the fishing opener this year. Yep. And and we, we had a great day and we talked a little bit. But you know what? It wasn't my day to get political. It was my day to get him bit. And um and he did, and he got a beautiful walleye, and it was the first walleye he's caught in a whole bunch of different sessions of going out fishing on opener. But yeah. I was proud of that fact. But still, you know, he he really is relevant about some of the things that needs to get done, and hopefully he can, uh, in, in whatever happens in the election, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens between now and November, I hope some of the things that he listened to me and a few of us uh, can get done. And if it doesn't, maybe it will get done in the next, uh, the next deal. Tommy, we're on your side, boy. I tell you what, Tom Neustrin, uh, and this is all about the, uh, Minnesota, uh, Minfish Sport Fishing Foundation and Coalition. Thanks for your time. You know, uh, you guys, there's so many guys like you that, that donate a lot of time and give back. 
more than 99% of the people in the industry. Uh, we're proud to have you on our side, and we'll keep spreading the word, and, and I know you will as well. Thanks for being on The Four Outdoorsman. And at 7 o'clock tonight, listen to him and Larry and, uh, and Mark on Real Talk Outdoors right behind us. Thanks, Tommy. Guys, thanks for the opportunity. I, I really enjoyed it, and I would love to be on again sometime in the future. But, again, give me uh, the time and opportunity is so important. And thanks so much for for your show, guys, and uh, I'll, I'll be listening always. All right, take care, buddy. Thanks, Tommy. Hey, we're going to be right back with Mark Lukey. Who? Mark Lukey. Oh, okay. L-U, how do you spell Lukey? L-U-L-E-W-K-E. Take care. Be right back. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free quick estimate. Balsam Beach Resort, the only resort on Lake Plantagenet, and that's five miles south of Bemidji. With 2,500 acres of pristine waters, you're going to find some of the best fishing northern Minnesota has to offer. Balsam Beach has been owned by Patty and Clint for nearly 30 years, so you know they treat their guests as family. There's something for everyone from swimming, biking, hiking, daily activities, even Friday night bonfires, or just relaxing in the sun. Let the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunsets do their magic at Balsam Beach Resort. Hey, Devil's Lake, North Dakota is a lot more than just fishing. Walleye. Something's happened all year long, including classic cars and hot rods rally. The movie Jersey Boys is going to be in the park on July 13th. Jumbo Perch. Rib Fest and John Fogarty Concert, July 16th. Annual golf tournament in August. Walleyes. Hey, get ready for the Devil's Lake Fish Fry. Maybe a couple of hours at the casino. Duck hunting. A rodeo comes to town at Devil's Lake on September 9th, followed by the ever-popular wine walk through town. Pheasant hunting. Hey, before you know it, it's going to be time for fun at Shiver Fest right around the corner. Walleyes, Jumbo Perch. Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Tell you what an unforgettable year-round experience. Guys, it's time to take your mind and body back. I recently got tested at Everest Men's Health, and it turns out I had extremely low testosterone. The good news is the team at Everest Men's Health caught it, and now I'm on a custom plan to improve my life. A $50 testosterone and body composition test is the first step to get back on track. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule a visit at one of their three Twin Cities locations. I'm glad I did, and you should too. Welcome back, Arrowhead Outdoors Bait and Tackle and Camping Store in Ely, Minnesota. Sure, you can buy your live bait at a local gas station, but it might be dead before you get to the lake. Or you can talk with Chris and Steve at Arrowhead. They work with local suppliers, and they have the freshest, liveliest minnows and leeches in the entire area. And that's for sure. But I'll tell you while you're at it, bring your coffee cup and spend a few minutes getting all the advice you need to make your trip to Ely one of the fantastic memories of life. I've been patronizing these guys for many, many years. you got to find out why. Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota. What's the difference between a good net and a great net? Simple, it's all in the features. The Fortis nets by Clam Outdoors are tough, safe on fish, easy to use, and are backed by a limited time warranty, so you can count on your landing net catch after catch. Available in a wide array of options for all types of anglers, choose from various hoop shapes and sizes, handle lengths and colors. You pick the net that fits your fishing needs and style the best. Learn more at clamoutdoors.com. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? 
Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. Last year we went to an event that was an incredibly good time and we'd love to invite you this year. It's called Landcastle 2022 and Winstead Outdoor Show presented by Burkhan Outdoors. It's September 9th and 10th in Winstead, Minnesota. Hook up your fish house and join the party. Design the fish house of your dreams from Smoky Hills Outdoor Store. Shop the vendor market from companies like Clam and Ice Castle. Listen to music or enjoy barbecue and beer from Big Boar Barbecue. Tickets and details at LandcastleSummerfest.com. Hey gang, we're right back, and I'll tell you what, we've got the most important guest we've had in a long, long time. Years. Long time. We, yeah, we've been doing this show for about eight years right now, and, and our buddy, you're a traveling man, make a lot, that, that's uh, Ricky Nelson saying that song, traveling man. Mark Lukey, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well, I miss you both, I feel like it's been a month since I've seen you. Do you feel guilty? I don't feel guilty because usually I'm working when you guys are traveling the oh, world. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Never mind. Never mind. Boo. <laughs> now, before we get to the important stuff like how's the fishing on Balsam, uh, at Balsam Beach Resort on well, Lake Plantagenet, i got to ask you a question. How did you, how did you play golf? What was your score? How did it go? Well, I took third out of six in the Balsam Beach Resort golf tournament. Hey, that's so, the top half. Um, it was respectable. You know, it was respectable. I, I had a great time, met a lot of people, most of the people I met. Uh, our seasonal rentals here, and everyone was super friendly. And uh, did you? Was that the same course that you guys played? You and your buddy played last time you were up there last year? No, this course was right, right, like four miles away. So it's not the same uh, place. We went to Bemidji Country Club last time, I believe. What was the name of this place? Maple Ridge, Maple Ridge is the place we went. So um, it was really, really close to here, which was nice, and and it was fun. And a round in a car was twenty six bucks. I now listen, you mentioned that that's wonderful. Now you know how this game works. If you mention the name of the golf course that you were playing yesterday, and what a great time you had, how what perfect condition it was, and la 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 la, we get some free golf. All right, go ahead. How how was the condition of the course, Mark? Uh, the you know it's a it's a small town nine hole course. It's fun and. Uh, you know, it's they don't have any par fives, but it, man, it was fun. It was a beautiful day, and uh, anytime you're golfing is a good time. Every time we golf, welcome. I'll tell you, but let's talk about Alaska. You just came back from how many days were you and your dad in Alaska? Um, so Alaska, we we traveled last Wednesday, and so I fished Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and flew back Sunday. So we were in Ketchikan, Alaska. My dad, my cousin, my cousins son and a couple family friends and wow. it was it was absolutely incredible i it's hard to put in words how beautiful it is and the fishing was great now the fishing like um the fishing is great but it's it's so much different on a big charter like that i mean catching uh you know 20 pound northern is a lot more fun than you know cranking in an ocean fish but just the scenery and the wildlife and uh just the the, the chance to catch something you haven't ever caught before was was Outstanding. All right. What was the biggest fish you caught, and and uh, who caught it? The biggest fish I caught was um, a king salmon. It was probably about about twenty pounds, 
And uh, it was it's probably the only fish I caught that did screel line out, which was super fun. Um, it's it's that's a lot better of a situation than just cranking it in, you know, like a winch. Right. So it was fun that it was taking line and it was fighting back. But um, catch can rains 300 days a year, and we had bluebird sunny calm days all three days. It was wow. Amazing. Wow. Mark, what was uh, when you guys were catching these fish? Did you get to partake and eat any of that fish, or? bring it back home or what's the deal with what you caught so i flew back about 80 pounds of salmon caught in halibut so we made sure that we could bring two check-in bags so they box it for us they deep freeze it box it um each individual filleted and uh so i took home two giant boxes i've already given away a lot i made some for my golf friends here yesterday i smoked some when i got back it and it is absolutely incredible it's uh i'm I'm ready to give you both some too and I uh, I know you like salmon, so I got some with your name on it. Mark's like Norm at Cheers. He made some for his golf friends up there. Yeah, he's a regular. <laughs> I made some for my, my golf friends. friends here. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, be, that's Mark will be in, Mark will be invited back to a, uh, Balsam Beach oh, Resort yeah. again next year for sure. Yeah. yeah, for I mean I'm coming back no matter what. I've had such a great time here. Everyone is super friendly. Clint Petty, Clint's right here, so he might hop on and say hi a little bit. Tim, I'm I'm just meeting all sorts of of friends here and i can see why people come back over and over again i haven't really gotten into the fishing you know i've there's a lot of children in my cabin and uh we've <laughs> i've tried to get out a few times i got out tubing we, we've been on the beach for about 10 hours we've been in the pool and uh i'm ready to hit it tonight after i hang up with you boys i'm gonna go catch some fish well mark you and i will have to try and sneak out i'm, I'm coming up on tuesday and spending a couple nights i'm bringing uh, kirsten and the kids so maybe uh April and Kirsten can do a little uh, hanging out with the kids, and you and I can go pound some walleyes. I'm telling you, this is the perfect place for kids. There's so much stuff to do on the beach, in the pool, and uh, the playground is huge. I, I'm not used to not having to be right next to my children at all times, so it's nice to have them run around and be kids and play on stuff. So your kids are going to absolutely love it. I just told them. You know, just be on the lookout for four giant red-headed kids, and we'll know they're here. <laughs> so the the sun will beam off their pastiness, and we'll see them <laughs> yeah. like four you beacons start of light. Sunscreen on them now. <laughs> so 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 has your has has your son Nick even uh, gained enough confidence to get away from your 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 pants leg and play with the other kids and just get out and have a good time? He is, yeah, and his cousins his cousins are their best friends, and they're here with us. Oh, though, good. So. Um, there's there's kids running around everywhere and and uh, Clinton Petty just do such a great job. The place is so clean and I can't believe that one guy does all this work. Yeah. How's their swag department looking this year? They got lots of swag, even big boy stuff for us. Ooh, like like I that. Did, have you been in the in the kayak yet? I have not. I I'm not allowed in kayaks. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I try paddle boarding, but it's basically submarine then. So I stick. Uh, <laughs> I stick to the beach. They have a giant trike paddle thing that I can do, and one of those old-fashioned uh, two-seater, you know, paddle boats. I can do that. But you and I will do that Wednesday. And paddle boards are are bad news for me. Everyone knows that we're talking with Mark Lukey, one of the four outdoorsmen, and uh, with uh, Clint and Patty from Balsam Beach Resort, one of our great sponsors on Lake Plantagenet, just five miles south of Bemidji. And uh, thanks for being the sponsor, but uh, Mark's having a great time. We'll get back to them in a couple of seconds. I want more information about Alaska. What, what was the biggest surprise about your trip that you had no idea it would happen 
being the first time you've been to Alaska. Yeah, it was it was the first time uh, I've ever been to Alaska, and, and and it's just the the vastness of it. So we we get in a boat and we drove two hours each way to the spot, and you think so. Ketchikan is the salmon capital of the world, right? So you think that know. you're gonna you're gonna throw a jig over the dock and catch a salmon, but no, we went out uh, two hours. Um, but you get out and you're on the mouth of the ocean, and you look and you see mountains with snow on them. And it's just incredible. We saw killer whales. We saw otters. It's just, you're just blown away by the, just the scope of everything. You know, it's, it's so hard to explain even in pictures um, how beautiful it is. Um, the town itself was really cool. It's, it's a little weird because it's a mix of grizzled old fishermen who are lifetime fishermen and then they have three cruise ships that come in a day. So wow. a, town, a town of 5,000 people gets 10,000 cruise liners land a day. So there's like a section of town that's like Disney World, right? Wow. And then you get like one mile away, and it's fishing cottages and old grizzled you know, fishermen. So it's, it was just a really strange mix. I wish I would have had more time to explore the town itself next time, and I'd advise anyone else that, has a chance to do something like this put on an extra day just to to go into town we we did get done early one time because we limited out right away and we asked somebody we're like uh what should we do and they go oh check out the fish hatchery so we we finally found a cab we drove 20 minutes to the fish hatchery they dropped us off and left, and we walked up, and it was closed for the public (laughs) (laughs) that's like uh chevy chase and wally world yeah, I don't know if it was, you know, it was a COVID thing or what, but so here we are in the middle of nowhere Ketchikan at a fish, fish hatchery by ourselves, and it was completely closed down. And so we walked around and then waited an hour for another cab to come get us. Oh, my God. That was my tour of the town. But um, anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's just something so different than what we're used to. We're used to going to, you know, uh, northern Minnesota or whatever, and it's beautiful and everything. It's just the fishing is different, just the scenery. It was a, it was a great experience, but um, it feels good to be home. I was going to say a quick little joke, but the timing screwed up now because you said it was the salmon capital of the world, but they call it mm-hmm. catch a can. They should call it catch a salmon. Oh, there you go. Hey, put that salmon. on a shirt, boys. And I was going to say, you know, he said, it's Alaska, and you got to go two hours to catch a fish. I said, <laughs> yeah, why don't we exactly. just go to Balsam Beach Resort on Lake Plantage, and I just go on a parade and around that island. That's all I got to do. You can get yeah. salmon at Hell, Walmart. Yeah. Just keep on. Yeah. Christ, oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot you're of fun. right. You're yeah. right. I did not think that we would drive that far, but luckily you're riding in a boat and the views are beautiful and you see whales and everything. So it's basically like a guided tour each way. Yeah, but cool. Um, cool. Well, um, I have Clint right here. Do you want to say hi to Clint? Yeah, and then we're gonna do some Barron County with you before we go. We got like three minutes. Okay. Why don't you say hi to to Clint for a minute or two and and say hello and uh, give him all your demands for when you come up on Tuesday. <laughs> Sounds Damn. good. Put him on the phone. All right. Hey, how you guys doing? All right, Clint. I want the cabin at 68 degrees. I want the fridge full of Diet Cokes, and uh, we'll be up there Tuesday. <laughs> hello, hello. I think the phone quit working. I lost them. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. How are you, Clint? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. How's uh, Is Mark keeping you company up there? Is there anything we need to talk to him about? 
No, he is busy. I tell you what, the kids got him chasing. He was fishing twice. I talked to him. Uh, a couple bites here and there, but the fish are biting. I seen some 14-inch perch come in today. Wow. Um, I seen some 15-inch crappies last week come in, some sunfish, so the fish are biting. But, no, he's been, he's got his hands full. He's staying very busy. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw your, uh, on the on your Facebook, you guys had, it looks like a successful 4th of July parade with some golf carts. Oh, yeah, yep. You guys should be up for that. I, I, I hand out free beer at that. All right. I'm yep. in there, I'll tell you what. This is Clint, of course, Clinton Patio on uh, Balsam Beach Resort on Lake Plantagenet. Take care of that young man, and I'll tell you what, you're going to be a hands full when Sam shows up here in a couple of days. I can't go up there. My, I, I work a couple of Twins games this week, and my wife just had back surgery, so I'm, yep. I'm going to try to be a, a good husband for a change. And, and you guys you guys have some fun. They'll bring me some fish home as well. But thanks for being on the, on the, on the, on the show, and, and thanks for taking care of Mark and inviting us up to, to visit you guys. Now, put Mark back on the show if, if, if you would. Yep, we sure will. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, take care. Yep. Go ahead, Sam. Mark, you there? Yeah, I'm, the, I'm here. All right, we got like 70 seconds. Here we go. Okay. All right, on three. You ready? One, two, three. This, this week, week in Barron County. A caller says their dog locked them out of their van in Rice Lake. What are you doing about that? You know, calling 911 because your dog locked you out of your car. <laughs> a man said his wife showed up to to a boat dock in uh, Shitek and began to kick his vehicle. <laughs> the caller said she left and then returned a short time later and struck his windshield. The woman left the boat landing. They have no idea where the lady went. woman is trying to sell TVs out of her vehicle in Shitek was also attempting to sell her vehicle at a convenience store. <laughs> a caller said a woman followed her to a residence in Cameron. The caller said the woman asked her if she had seen a mystery machine like the one seen in Scooby-Doo. That's hilarious. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's a woman's got a problem here. Caller said their son hit a fire hydrant on 13th Street in Dallas and, and, and at Dallas Street in Shitek. The caller said the hydrant did not appear to be damaged and their son was not injured. How, does it, how would you get injured by touching a fire hydrant? Right. A man was intoxicated in the 100 block of 9th Street in Cameron. A caller said the man was dancing and performing magic tricks, magic tricks on the sidewalk. That's like, I wish everyone could see this because after he reads him, he's like David Letterman. He throws him. A couple of more here. A homeless man was sleeping between not that someplace in Cameron. A deputy spoke with the man who said he'd been walking since Minnesota. <laughs> the man said there were satellites and paddle boards all over the place attacking him. Oh my that's gosh. a that's a man with a problem. Uh, another man in Cameron said he and his spouse had been arguing. When she decided to leave the residence, he locked the doors. The caller said his spouse was now outside with a hatchet trying to break down the door. That's a 911 call there. Let's do one more. Uh, here's one. Last one probably. Here we go. A caller from a greenhouse on SS said a pickup truck pulled into the parking lot and a man wearing women's clothing and a wig stepped out of the car. The caller said the man took off his shirt showing a bra and then proceeded to get back in his vehicle and drove away. <laughs> Welcome to Barrington, Barron County. Hey, that's the show, but let's, Mark, stay on so you can end it for us. Oh, okay, yeah. Thanks. Hey, thanks to Tommy Newstrom uh, and Mark Lukey as a guest and all of our listeners and sponsors and shout-outs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, stick around for Real Talk Outdoors right after that. Have a great day. In the meantime, our buddy Mark's got some advice. Get outside and make some memories. Well, you did that well, buddy. Oh, great.